Good morning, good morning. Today is the 1st of August already, and it's uh, 75 degrees outside, supposed to get to 92 today and sunny. Another hot one. I do want to say happy birthday to Dorothy. And uh, let's pray and we will get into our lesson. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for loving us, for being our God, Lord, for uh, breathing life into us, giving us uh, these bodies to move in, Lord, to work in, for you to work in. And Lord, we just ask that you would accomplish your will on this earth, Lord, and you would use us as you see fit. Lord, lead us not into temptation, deliver us from the enemy, from the evil one, from our evil flesh, Lord. And Lord, we just look to you to provide those resources we need, your grace, your mercy, to do all that we do. Uh, Lord, we know you supply our physical needs. We ask for that, and we thank you for that. And Lord, we know you supply our spiritual needs, uh, the, the things that sustain us spiritually, your word. And, uh, your presence, your Holy Spirit, Lord, your grace and mercy. Lord, I just ask for that. I just ask for you to give us uh, direction and guidance. Lord, we all have uh, a lot on our plates, all kinds of things uh, on the list. And uh, Lord, we just need, I need uh, just direction on uh, prioritizing those things, Lord, and just getting what you want to get done, Lord. And so, Father, we just ask that you would uh, give me that direction, Lord. Uh, there's so many things, so many different. Uh, there's just not enough time to do everything, Lord. So I just ask that you would uh, help uh, give me that direction on what you want to do, and what you want to get done, Lord. Um, and I know I pray that for all of us, every single one of us, Lord. We all have a huge list of things that need to be done. Uh, and so, Lord, help us to just give us that, that priority uh, to get the things that you want to get done, Lord. Help us just align our priorities with your priorities, Lord, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Align our hearts, our desires, our wants, Lord, to be in line with what you want to do. And so we just ask for that right now. We ask for your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <coughs> okay, excuse me. More on God's promises and God's law. And we have Galatians chapter 3 again. Fantastic chapter. And we just pray the Lord will give us... Uh, Something new out of his word like he always does. This is titled, By Faith or By Works of the Law. O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? It was before your eyes that Jesus Christ was publicly portrayed as crucified. Let me ask you only this. Did you receive the Spirit by works of the law or by hearing with faith? Are you so foolish? Having begun by the Spirit, are you now being perfected by the flesh? Did you suffer so many things in vain, if indeed it was in vain? Does he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you do so by the works of the law or by hearing with faith? 
just as Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. Know then that it is those of faith who are the sons of Abraham. And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham, saying, In you shall all the nations be blessed. So then those who are of faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. For all who rely on works of the law are under a curse. For it is written, Cursed be everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law and do them. Now it is evident that no one is justified before God by the law, for the righteous shall live by faith. But the law is not of faith. Rather, the one who does them shall live by them. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs, is hanged on a tree, so that in Christ Jesus the blessings of Abraham might come to the Gentiles, so that we might receive the promised Spirit through faith. To give a human example, brothers, even with a man-made covenant, no one annuls it or adds to it once it's been ratified. Now, the promises were made to Abraham and to his offspring. It does not say, and to offsprings, plural, referring to many, but referring to one, and to your offspring, who is Christ. This is what I mean. The law, which came 430 years afterward, does not annul a covenant previously ratified by God, so as to make the promise void. For if the inheritance comes by the law, it no longer comes by promise. But God gave it to Abraham by a promise. Why then the law? It was added because of transgressions until the offspring should come to whom the promise had been made. And it was put in place through angels by an intermediary. Now, an intermediary implies more than one. But God is one. Is the law then contrary to the promises of God? Certainly not. For if the law had been given that could give life, then righteousness would indeed be by the law. But the scripture imprisoned everything under sin, so that the promise by faith in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe. Now, before faith came, we were held captive under the law, imprisoned until the coming faith would be revealed. So then, the law was our guardian until Christ came, in order that we might be justified by faith. Now, but now, if faith has come, we no longer, we are no longer under a guardian. For in Christ Jesus, you are all sons of God through faith. For as many of you who are baptized into Christ have put on Christ, there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is no male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise. More on God's promises and God's law. What purpose, then, does the law serve? It was added because of transgressions. Is the law, then, against the promises of God? Certainly not. For, there, if, for if there had been law, a law given, which could have given life, truly righteousness would have been by the law. But the Scripture has confirmed all under sin, that the promise by faith in Jesus Christ 
might be given to those who believe. Galatians 3, 19, 21, and 22. In our previous meditation, we saw that God implements his plan of salvation by making and fulfilling promises. His plan is not contingent upon man's ability to perform acceptably before his holy law. We're thankful to Jesus for that. To put it another way, the law of God, given hundreds of years after the promises of, to Abraham, does not replace those promises. This raises a very important question. What purpose then does the law serve if God's law did not cancel or rearrange his promises to Abraham? Then why was it added? It was added because of transgressions. God wanted people to know that they had a major problem, sin. Man needed to be man's sin needed to be clearly defined. For by the law is the knowledge of sin, Romans 3.20. The extent of sin would never be fully known apart from the law. I would have not known sin except through the law, Romans 7.7. 7. Also, God wanted everyone in this world to know that they were accountable to him for their transgressions. Thus, the law convicts the sinfulness of man that all the world may become guilty before God, Romans 3.19. This raises another important question. Is the law then against the promises of God? The law does not replace God's promises, but does it work against his promises? Certainly not. The law of God and the promises of God simply have different purposes, just as it is with law and grace. The law of God reveals the holiness that is inherent to the very character of God. At the same time, it describes the holy life that God wants his people to live. You shall be holy, for I, the Lord, your God, am holy. Leviticus 19.2 The promises of God become the means by which man deals with his unholiness and excesses God's holiness. This is what true spiritual life is about. Forgiveness of sin and a life of righteousness in Christ. This cannot come by law performance. For if there had been a law given which could have given life, true righteousness would have been given by the law. Rather, the promise of the life is entered into only by faith. But the scripture has confirmed under all sin. But the scripture has confined, I'm sorry, but the scripture has confined all, confined all under sin that the promise by faith in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe. O oh, Holy Lord, we confess that in our own natural resources, there is no innate holiness. Nothing, Lord. We can find forgiveness of sin and true righteousness from you alone. Help us to understand the difference between your law, which convicts, and your promises, which bring life. Through Christ our Lord, we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. You guys have an amazing day. May the Lord bless you.